Hello and welcome to the Curator Salon podcast. I'm Geeta Joshi, your host. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the fear of self-promotion. This is something that so many artists struggle with, self-promotion and marketing of their work. There's often a massive discomfort around promoting themselves. And one of the ways it often comes out is when artists say the art should speak for itself. Well, we already covered in a previous episode that a lot of times your audience don't know how to interpret art and that actually needs to start with you. So you talking about that might feel like self-promotion and therein lies some discomfort. So, but the thing is like without, you know, promoting and marketing yourself as the artist and the artwork you're making, of course, you know, you're likely to miss out on all sorts of opportunities, whether they be sales related, uh, reaching wider audiences, getting those commissions, those projects, that funding, um, all those sorts of things require the artist to be self-promoting. Now, I know a lot of times, even these, the, this, these sorts of words, right, like self-promotion, just feels like you're being super braggy and salesy and um, all those sorts of things that just kind of give rise to further discomfort. But, you know, there is, it's really important to start thinking about how you can now overcome these sorts of fears if you recognize yourself in, you know, experiencing this really. So, you know, one of the first things is to actually acknowledge that discomfort. You know, you want to recognize that you are not comfortable with that self-promotion and then start looking at what it is that might be holding you back there. Where did you perhaps first learn that talking about yourself and talking about the work that you make is something that not a good person would do? I mean, that's really kind of where it comes from, right? I mean, and you can usually trace this back to your childhood home or something in the playground where maybe you were told to tone it down or let somebody else have the limelight or whatever it was. So, you know, this kind of thing can actually be traced quite far back a lot of the times where, you know, as children often taught to like try to fit in and not raise our heads above the parapet, right? If you were not celebrated when you did something really well, whatever that is, like whether it was, you know, a school sports day or, um, you know, grades in, in school or anything like that. If you were not really celebrated, then you might have actually picked up this behavior or this pattern that now self-promotion is not a good thing to do. And I do believe that at the core of it, you know, everybody wants to be a good person. So when self-promotion is then kind of, uh, how do you say this, coupled with the idea of being pushy or salesy or braggy or anything like that, we just steer away from it. When in fact, of course, we know that to be able to run a successful art business, we need to be putting ourselves out there. And of course, you know, running your own business requires you to just learn new things all the time. You know, most of us haven't run an art business until we start running an art business. So there's this continuous growth that we have to work through and start recognizing like where are our own patterns and behaviors and beliefs actually holding us back. So probably you already know some of the benefits of promoting yourself, promoting your art. You are a self-representing artist. And even if you have gallery representation, you're still partly self-representing, right? You still have to show up into that gallery relationship if you've got exhibitions with them or you need to be telling people that you have available work through the gallery. So it's not 100% handed over for a lot of artists. It's only until artists are making 
a pretty consistent uh, income that they're going to be hiring in marketing people to do this for them or even the whole sort of management of not just their promotion and their marketing but the whole sort of business aspects of it as well but until you reach that level it's really important to understand the value of self-promotion for your business for it to grow for you to increase your visibility and you know this really just allows you to reach a larger audience and engage with that audience or at least a subsection of that audience in a much more deeper enriched way and really open the doors for yourself for more collaborations of course more sales um, you know more probably invitations to participate in events festivals biennales whatever it is so there's all sorts of um, aspects of this that you know, can just has implications of like how much your business can grow or how big it can get. So, you know, if you think of somebody like Sarah Shaquille, you know, we've got an early podcast um, episode with her, or if maybe you follow her on Instagram, she's always like talking about her work. She's always talking about her new work. She's quite a private person, but she has opened up about her journey from being a dentist to uh, being an artist, like the mean comments that she got in the early days but she continues to self-promote and she's been invited to do some huge uh, collaborations by consistently staying visible on socials um, you know she's had collaborations with uh, recording artists in the US designing um, CD covers and apparel and all sorts of things so this is like just a classic example of how uh, projects can you know people come to you for the projects but right? you're not actually having to sell yourself or have to even pitch right they're coming to you going hey we'd like to do some kind of uh, collab and then figuring out that between you but it all does start with that artist sort of self-advocating talking about themselves and their work and so you know we can really explore like various different uh, promotion strategies and you know we know that social media is really that way that we find that broad audience initially from there i always encourage artists to move people over to their mailing list now the mailing list is usually smaller than the social media list but that's okay we just have a you know we still have a core of people that we are having a more intimate uh relationship with you know we're in their inbox hopefully you are in their inbox regularly but you know that broad audience really starts out there on social media and then you know you can of course also be using online galleries if you are uh, online platforms you know like Saatchi and Soto Marketplace for example if you are somebody that wants to be selling your art directly through those places but again you do need to be promoting to your mailing list and to your social media audience that you have work available on these sites so you know these are all like uh, some of the you know usual ways of uh, promoting yourself effectively and promoting the work that you're making and you know even exhibitions can be considered a marketing strategy a lot of times uh, you know artists will have those exhibitions to just really showcase that their most sort of recent body of work or the completion of this idea of what um, you know the idea of whatever that exhibition concept is uh, really bringing that all together and again that is something else that is going to need that active promotion on socials on your mailing list and of course uh, exhibitions are a great way to also get that extra media attention but you know, again, you know, it's you that's going to be writing that press release and then having to put it out there. And it's going to make it way easier for writers to want to, you know, publish about you and at this point invite you into interviews and things like that, if there's already some evidence of self-advocacy.
So if you are somebody that is really struggling with this, then a good idea might be to go into some kind of online community or maybe there's a Facebook group or some kind of forum uh, where you can just share your work with a smaller group of people rather than putting it out on the broad, uh, broad internet, really. Um, even though, you know, we do know that even showing up on Instagram, only this tiny portion of people are actually seeing our work. But, uh, you know, you could really just start with, yeah, small groups, you know, maybe you have a crit circle that you're with or some artist group. And if you guys have a Facebook group, then maybe just actually posting in there and just getting used to showing up in there regularly and opening up about your work and your process and your journey. So I've mentioned a bit about leveraging social media, your mailing list to showcase your art. And of course, now on top of all those social media platforms we have already, there is now threads, um, but we'll talk about that another time. But, you know, you can engage with these online communities, forums, and then participating in local art events. So is there like a small uh, local event that maybe you feel more comfortable promoting your work around there because it's not until you can do these sorts of things that you're really going to be open to collaborating with influencers. I think there's this idea that, you know, if somebody else just did it for us, if they just brought us all that traffic and visibility, well, here's the thing, your fear of self-promotion means that when somebody sends a ton, you know, if you had an in, um, an interview or some kind of feature with a large influencer or, you know, you were in, I don't know, the front page of some national press like what would you do how would you harness all that traffic right so if you have a fear of self-promotion you're probably going to run and hide or you're just going to kind of absorb it as like self-adulation and that was never the goal like it's great to feel good sure but like it's a massively wasted opportunity if you're not bringing people into your world and you know whether that means converting them to your mailing list or your uh, I don't know giving them uh, you know, another way of staying in touch with you or, you you know, whatever that means, right, going live or inviting them to an exhibition and things like that. But, you know, it would be very, it's, it's like wrong thinking to think that you just need somebody else to do that with you when you aren't, you haven't built out that confidence and a way of like actually harnessing that attention. Because if you are invited to be interviewed, again, that element of self-promotion requires you to be able to confidently talk about your work. But it also requires you to talk about yourself, which kind of leads us into elements of personal brand. And I know artists hate this phrase like branding and personal branding and all that kind of thing. But essentially we are because we are personal brands and it's really important to start kind of understanding what your brand is. And, you know, a lot of what we are selling is not just the artwork you know what people are buying into is not just the artwork it is the artist their journey what they stand for they're buying into who they are and the potential um you know trajectory in that artist's career so you know a lot of times when you see an artist's interview a lot of the questions are very personal and you see this with like actors or musicians on and you know pick any kind of um interview tv show and things they're really not just talking about the work um or the movie that that actor's made you know it always gets kind of drawn into 
their personal journey right uh, I don't know when they learned about when they were going to get that script what it was like filming in that country right this is their personal experience it's not just about like the the narrative of the movie and so thinking about this this is where that artist brand uh, that personal brand is really important for you to now sort of start delving into and I do have a free guide to writing your artist statement and bio which I will add a link to in the show notes if that is something you haven't already figured out but you know I really want to encourage you to think about your unique style and your story and the values that you can communicate in um, you know telling your story and probably how that then is delivered also visually through the artwork that you make Quite often on Instagram, uh, you know, we, we kind of get a sense of the artist brand through whether it's um, just them working very diligently or we see them dancing and all the things. So whatever that is, so, you know, we kind of get glimpses into other things people are doing, uh, whether it's just walking the dog or, um, you know, and whatever it is, right? These other kind of elements of their lifestyle kind of comes out and that also forms part of the brand. We're getting really a sense of the human that is the maker behind the artworks that they're displaying. Okay, so let's go back to overcoming some of this fear around self-promotion. So like I said, you can start small, start in community groups or um, forums, your crit circles, anything like that, any kind of place, whether you're part of a membership or uh, yeah, an artist group or anything like that, Facebook groups, those are some of the easy kind of uh, places to start and then expanding that reach you know beyond that onto your sort of more public uh, social media platforms and then being more active in inviting people to join your subscriber list and actually using that small audience as a way that you are able to kind of open up and let them learn more about you. If you're somebody that is finding you know one of your resistance or one of the reasons you're coming up with to kind of almost like mask the a fear of self-promotion is that you don't know how to use the platforms. Well, I want you to remember all of that is very learnable. Or if you're saying that you don't know what you should be sharing, well, there's a ton of inspiration out there. You know, if you have my book, Show Your Art, there's a bunch of uh, content prompts in there. Or you are welcome to uh, join my membership, the Show Your Art community, Show Your Art membership becoming your own gallerist where we have kind of content ideas in there and I have another program specifically about Instagram and that one is called elevate your Instagram so there's a bunch of places you can learn and absolutely you know you can just go to YouTube and go out there and find some uh, ideas you can probably uh, you know get ideas from other artists thinking like how they're talking about their making process their bio their journey into art whatever it is so these things can actually be learned and this is one of the ways that one of those things that kind of falls a little bit into self-sabotage with artists right they kind of neglect these business skills um you know if you want to kind of focus primarily on the the creative side the making side but actually you also get to be creative in your self-promotion uh that advocacy how you show up uh you know then that could literally be when you break it down to how you do a reel or how you create a post or something like that the content within your post but if you're feeling stuck on not knowing what to post, like I said, you know, there's a lot of education out there and I'll add some uh, things into the description in, with this podcast episode as well. So, you know, other things that they often neglect are things like um, 
you know, pricing of the work and understanding the aspects of selling and, you know, communicating those ideas in your work. So you really want to kind of think about getting into uh, groups or, um, you know, finding communities of other artists where you can really kind of figure out these sorts of things. And of course, you can go ahead and enroll in programs, courses and these sorts of things as well to actually learn those uh, skills that you really need to get that foundation of your business in place. One of the things I found helpful with uh, social media content, so if we focus on that more specifically for a moment, is using scheduling tools. Uh, there's Hootsuite, Loomly, there's all sorts of them out there. Planoly is for Instagram and TikTok. So you can always uh, use these kind of tools which can help with batch creating content which I do really encourage people to do because it's just so much of a time saver rather than trying to chase your tail and uh, create new content on the fly every day you could just be taking images as you go through your day and then you know once a week couple of times a week maybe sit down and batch a number of posts that will automatically get scheduled. So again, just being resourceful in how you can make it easy for yourself when it comes to that self-promotion so you can have a consistent visibility on your social media platforms. I really do think it's a good idea to embrace continuous learning. You know, you are usually doing this already with your creativity, with your art practice, you know, maybe you're kind of seeing other artists or you're taking uh, lessons around learning new skill sets, maybe it's printmaking, whatever it is, how somebody uses certain materials, for example. But it's important to do this in, in, your, in the business side, right, to be that artpreneur so that you can, uh, you know, just be aware if not at immediately adaptive, but you can at least be responsive to, you know, the sort of changing trends and uh, the, those technology tools and things that are out there available for you. So, you know, staying updated on certain uh, digital marketing strategies, for example, Instagram at the moment is promoting um, yeah, basically anything new that Instagram or any of these social media platforms puts out. Um, it rewards users of that new function. And at the moment, it's offering a portrait uh, format photograph. So we know that, you know, Instagram is very famous for the square image. And now, if you look, um, you will see people posting more portrait format ones. And, uh, you know, people that are using these are just being rewarded by getting their content in front of more people, to be honest. I mean, that's the, the very simple version of it. So just being aware of some of these kind of changing trends um, and updates within the social platforms. And that can, you know, whether you're joining like something like my membership where I try and give pretty up-to-date information on these things as soon as I've learned them and I've implemented them and seen results, they kind of go in there. Sometimes I will, if I'm not going to use that strategy, I will still let my artist members know about it because at least then their awareness is brought to these kind of changing trends and it could be something that they want to explore and implement. There's always like webinars, um, you know, podcasts like this and things like that that can help you. So there's, you know, lots of ways that you can kind of be sort of staying in the loop, um, you know, to improve that, that your promotional efforts. So I mentioned that one of the challenges is very commonly about like what to post and uh, feeling overwhelmed by, you know, maybe it's daily posting or something like that that you want to do or you want to send an email to your list every um, two weeks or whatever it is, you know, it can feel 
uh, very overwhelming. So we've kind of talked about scheduling tools. And if you're using some kind of emailing software, then of course you have the option to, um, again, batch write them and then to schedule out when that email will actually be sent out to your subscriber list. But something else that often comes up with this is a fear of rejection, you know, where there's this idea that people will be really critical of your work or you'll get negative feedback. And to be honest, it doesn't happen as much as people fear. I think a lot of times now people just won't engage if they're not interested. Um, and, and that is not really a sign of rejection. But the idea of rejection, I think, looms really large in people's heads, especially, you know, it can be for a number of reasons that you're trying to justify. If you are self-taught, then maybe that is why you're saying that you're not feeling good enough and you might be rejected. Or if you have been to art school where, you know, oftentimes people get very brutal feedback and they don't want to put themselves in the public domain um, uh, you know, we're fearing that, uh, you know, they're going to get that sort of criticism and negative feedback and things like that. So it, it is actually very rare that it happens. But, you know, it's absolutely evidence of it. And I've known people that have had this um, experience. And honestly, it is. I mean, it's, it's too much to go into in this podcast. But what I will say is that it's it's one of those obstacles or hurdles rather than an obstacle that comes with growth like you know you are doing something as you are growing out your art business and expanding your reach through your self-promotion you are doing something that you might not have done before for your art business and this is going to require you to grow because you haven't done this before so it is one of these things that comes with growth right growth does come with challenges and hurdles and you know, obviously, you know, working with a coach or if you are working with, um, you know, you have a community of artists that you're in, finding support and guidance of how to navigate that through, um, navigate through this can be really helpful, knowing that you are still safe, knowing that some stranger commenting on your post actually doesn't mean anything unless you let it mean anything. I mean, it, we kind of move slightly more into the mindset and spiritual with this, but you know, this is why it's always a good idea to, uh, you know, really take this uh, sort of how you feel about that to a coach. And you know, for me, over time, it's become something that I just really observe from a very, what do you call that? Like a like a thirty thousand um, feet kind of uh, view on this. Like, how important is that? How significant is that? And I also you know, going on more onto the manifesting and energetic side of it, we'll also ask, like, um, how can I put the question, you know, what in me allowed that in? So if I am a reflection of, you know, my outside world, what, who am I being that I allowed in that kind of commentary? And where is that a mirror to my inner world? So, I mean, that is taking it down a whole other uh spiritual mindset energetic kind of uh, situation but if you're into that then you should come and join my uh, uh my membership becoming your own gallerist where we talk about these things um so yeah so there's this fear of self-promote you know this fear of rejection can then come up with like well actually you're afraid to even show up and take the actions so we really want to 
uh, be able to sort of handle this criticism. And a lot of times, if it's just on social media, of course, we can delete them. It rarely turns into a whole thread. And we kind of want to look at these op- um, these sorts of setbacks as opportunities for growth. And uh, you know, was that something you just had to work through? And how would you handle it in the future? How would that uh, CEO entrepreneur in you? How would they handle it? And how significant is this really? All right, um, we've gone for quite a bit longer than I thought we would. Uh, I am going to add links into the description with this podcast episode about the various programs I have available for you if you would like to work with me on any of these areas or something else. You can take a look at the programs and you can find me over on Instagram at the Gita Joshi. I am now also on threads and I'll do another episode about how or what threads can do for us. And uh, yeah, share this episode, do subscribe, and I'll speak to you soon.